What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode eight of the TWC podcast. Um, last week, I got the chance to live up a dream and record and dissect some things with Nate Burleson, a former NFL athlete. Um, I was able to chop some things up with him, uh, have some dialect with him. And it's always special to get insight from a from a former athlete and a former player and someone who went out there and and did these special things and went out there and lived his dream. And someone who knows a little bit more than I do about the sports game and someone who can tell me some things and fill me in on some things that I may not know about. It's always good to have dialect with uh, someone like that. Um, it's always good to ask questions. Don't ever be afraid to be wrong. Don't ever be afraid to ask questions because there's someone out there that knows a little bit more than you do. Um, you may feel like you, you're never wrong and you're always right, but there's that's someone who did it. And for him to come on my podcast, it was like a dream of mine and it was like a dream come true for me to sit down with him on the live and talk about sports and, and him giving me insight on what it takes to be successful. And, and it, that was just like, it was mind blowing for me and my brother. Like, that's something people dream of. Um, That's something people um, never uh, get the chance to fulfill in their lifetime, speaking to, speaking to an athlete or a performer athlete who played as a professional and did some special things. Like, you watch these guys on TV and for me to get the chance to speak to him and for him to willingly come on my podcast and my show, um, it was very special to me. Um, I just want to thank Nate uh, a ton. Uh, I want to thank Nate again. And I look forward to working with Nate and have him come on the podcast again. And I look forward to doing some very special things with my podcast. Um, but as usual, here on the TWC podcast, um, we're going to get started with a little music. I'm going to get started with a little music for y'all. Um, this is Christmas Poppy. You don't know if you haven't heard it yet. Go follow Christmas Poppy on Instagram. <coughs> Christmas Poppy. I'm um, on YouTube. Uh, Christmas Poppy on YouTube. Um, he's doing some very special things. Um, it's Christmas Poppy, y'all. You don't know. Yeah, that's that's Christmas Poppy. You don't know um, if you don't follow him on all platforms. Christmas Poppy on on Twitter. Christmas Poppy on YouTube. He's doing some very special things with the YouTube. Um, go follow him on YouTube. Um, 
he, he's doing a ton of things with the YouTube. Um, so I'm very excited to see what he has going on in the future. But today, I'm going to talk about some things on the pod. Uh, I'm going to get into D-Rose. I'm going to get into R.J. Barrett, his impressive play the first four games. I'm going to get into uh, the Browns and their struggles. And, and we're just going to have a little dialect. We're going to have a little talk uh, here on Episode 8 of the TWC Podcast. Um, first thing I want to get into is the play of R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett, from the start, has shown that he's ready to take that next step. And he's ready to be the face of New York. And first game off off the bat against San Antonio, 21 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. The Knicks did get the L. But um, the Knicks have a, a, a bunch of guys and a group of guys that uh, kind of like filling players. Like, I don't think that. They're going to be there in the future besides a couple players like Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, RJ, uh, maybe Dennis Smith if he shows out, and Julius Randle. The rest of the team is, they were kind of like fill-ins because they didn't, the Knicks didn't get what they wanted in the draft. Well, they didn't get Zion, but they got RJ. But the Knicks didn't get what they wanted in the free agent free agency period. Uh, period. Um, they didn't get KD. They didn't get Kevin Durant. I mean, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, they didn't get some other play, Clay Thompson that they were looking forward to, that they had the money to get. So they kind of had to lean back, and they kind the Knicks are in a rebuild right now, and I think R.J. Barrett is ready to be the face of that franchise and is ready to take that next step in in being the the Knicks uh superstar player. First game, tw- like I stated before, twenty one five and three. Second game against the Nets, he was impressive, almost leading them to a victory, sixteen. Points, three rebounds, three assists, and six steals. Um, that was a very close and tight game. Then you had game three against a, a, a good Celtics team who will be a playoff team. 26 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Um, didn't register any steals. And then you had the game last night against the Bulls in which he had 19 points, 15 rebounds, five assists. And the Knicks got a victory, a comeback victory against the Bulls. Uh, with R.J. Barrett leading the helm, um, I, I, I've personally seen R.J. Barrett play since high school, and he's always been impressive to me. He's always been one of those players that is always going to give you 100%, um, always going to go all out, and, and always and always has had that motor and being and wanting to be the best. Um, he went to Montverde High School Academy. Montverde Academy High School in Florida Playing under Kevin Boyle, he learned a lot. He gained some experience, and he got some exposure playing on that national schedule. Um, I seen RJ play at Keene University one year against Rosa Catholic, who's a school from Jersey. Um, they did have the services of Najee Reed, who's an NBA player now. Uh, shout out to Jersey. But RJ Barrett took over that game. He led, the, he led his team to a comeback victory that game. And that was one of the games where... I cemented R.J. Barrett as being an NBA player. Like, he basically said, I'm better than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. And I'm going to get to the basket anytime I want. I'm going to do anything I want on this floor, and nobody's going to stop me. Um, That Montverde team was impressive. They were undefeated that year, and R.J. Barrett kept that streak going. Um, I was a very 
hard sought, fought out, that tough game. And from that moment, I always thought R.J. Barrett was the best player in his class. Uh, you had Zion, you had Zion become a YouTube sensation, and sort of kind of take R.J. shine. And R.J. had to go and, and, and was playing like the, the second role at Duke's uh, a little bit. Um, you didn't see him really get to do the things that he was capable of doing at Duke, being that they had uh, other great players like. Trey Jones, Cam Reddish, and Zion. So RJ, I, I think RJ kind of took that s- step back last year because he was doing it for the bigger reasons. He uh he w- he was going to college to win a championship. He co- he knew he was only doing a year in college, so he figured I'm gonna go to college for a year. Uh, I'm gonna go to a successful coach like Coach K and learn some things and have him tutelage me and help me build for the future. Um, and I definitely think that's what R.J. Barrett did. I think he made the right decision in going to Duke. And uh, uh, he's had some great coaches in Kevin Boyle and Coach K the last couple years that have probably have shown him some things that are going to help him in the NBA. But these first four games, through this first four week, through this first full week of the NBA, uh, R.J. Barrett has shown me a lot. He's shown me he's... Always going to give his full motor. He's always going to play 100% and that he's willing to be the face of the Knicks and that he's willing to take that take that next step in, in, in the rebuild. Um, I do think the Knicks have a good coach in fifth deal who's a good coach to lead that rebuild. Um, they've got some, some, some decent pieces, some young pieces like Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson that they can build around. But I don't think it's, it'll be very long before the Knicks become sort of a relevant team again. They haven't really been relevant since Carmelo. But I do think RJ is going to be that player that leads the Knicks to the playoffs in the next two or three years. <clears throat> I do I do see the Knicks making the playoffs within the next couple of years. Um, RJ Barrett has always been a winner. <coughs> Excuse me. He's always led his teams. And... and in certain categories, and he's always let his team to wins. Like I said before, that Montverde team was undefeated for a couple years. Um, it, it was going to take a lot to beat that team. Like You had to give your best game in order to beat Montverde. And everybody knew who R.J. Barrett was in high school. He was the number one player for, for a long time until Zion came in and stole that, stole that shine that last, his senior year. And... Like I said, I always thought that RJ was the best player in his class. And I still think that he is going to be the best player in his class um, and finish as the best player in his class this season. Um, the rookie of the year is going to be crazy. Um, you, you got Zion coming back. You're going to have RJ. You got John Morant, who's balling in Memphis. Uh, had a 30-point game against Kyrie and the Nets. Um, so... This class is is, is, is going to be interesting to see who has a great year. DeAndre Hunter has been playing pretty well. The number one, the number four pick from the Atlanta Hawks who went to Virginia University. Um, but I do think R.J. Barrett will win the rookie of the year this year. Um, I, def, I think he has a lot of freedom in New York to, to be able to do the things that he wants to do. And to have them, though, that rookie bump and where <clears throat> there's not a lot of expectation for the New York Knicks. 
Um, nobody's expecting the Knicks to win a championship. Nobody's really expecting the Knicks to go to the playoffs this year, even in the East, which is not as strong as the West, but there's not really a lot of expectations in New York. Um, R.J. Barrett can have that freedom. R.J. Barrett can have his bumps. He can make those mistakes, um, have some bad games, but nobody's going to be mad because he's always going to... He's always going to give his team and his coaches and, and that leadership 100%. And that's without a doubt. And, and I've always seen that when I, when I watch film of R.J. Barrett playing. He's willing to go out there and do the things to get better. He's, I think he's the best all-around player. <clears throat> um, he can shoot better than Zion. Um, he rebounds. He passes. Uh, he gets to the basket. And he just does so many different things that... Um, a lot of a lot of times you don't see at a rookies. He's he's very well polished as a rookie. I definitely do think that he needs to work on his free throws a little more and, and knocking down uh, free throws consistently. But that takes time. That'll come. Um, a lot of players aren't great free throw shooters right away when they get into the league, and and, and that's just another thing that he's probably gonna put on his list that to work on. In order for him to get better, but this first these first four games, I've seen a lot from him, and he led that comeback yesterday, and he led his team to a victory. That was a very important win for the New York Knicks to to get um, early in the season. You don't want to keep losing games, even though you don't have a lot of expectations. You want to show that as a franchise, you are making that that leap, and you're making that 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 change in order to get better, even though it is a rebuild. You don't want fans losing interest. Um, it's been, like I said, it's been a long time since the Knicks made the playoffs since Melo was there. That was about seven years ago. But if they can build with these young pieces and, and, and build a cornerstone with young players, it can take a turn. You got to trust the process. Look at Philly. Look how good they are now. It took them about three years of being bad and, and, and some draft picks and, and then adding some veteran leadership to succeed. They 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 believed in their coach. Um they they stayed patient with him. Um they knew that eventually they would be successful. And when you're in the rebuild, you have to everybody has to be um everybody has to coincide and be and be stuck and stick together. Like every it can't be one agenda and the other. It has to be this is the plan this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to succeed. And I think with Phil's deal at the helm, the Knicks have the possibilities to be a good team in the next five years and a playoff team within the next two to three years, um, given that they add some veteran leadership around R.J. Barrett and add a little more pieces around him in order for him to succeed. And I, and I think the Knicks will take that next step. Um, I'm going to be forward, looking forward to watching the Knicks and Nets the rest of the year. This is the first time I'm saying that in a long time. Um, Kyrie Irving has brought some excitement back to Brooklyn. R.J. Barrett has brought some excitement back to New York. <clears throat> Julius Randle's playing well. You got the shot-blocking machine and Mitchell Robinson catching alleys. Um, you got young players who, who, who are going to succeed in the next couple years. Kevin Knox. Alonzo, Alonzo Trier is a pretty good player. I do want to see progression from Dennis Smith, though. Um I want to see him get some time out there, and I want to see him get the chance to succeed. But R.J. Barrett, um, you are impressive, my friend. Um, I think you're going to be a special player. I, I definitely think that 
You have the tools to succeed. And you are going to be a watcher. And I, I my prediction is that RJ Barrett will win the rookie of the year this year. Um But that's it for the Knicks. That's it for RJ Barrett. Next thing I'm gonna get into is the rebirth of Derrick Rose. Um I, I'm definitely excited to see Derrick Rose um return back to 100 percent and and just be him old self. Get out there, be athletic. Um, go finish at the rim and, and do the things you need to do to succeed as a player. Um, coming off a couple knee injuries, coming off some 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 lump sum seasons, like there it is as a fan, you as a fan, you have to be excited to see athletes come back when when they get that second and third chance to come back from injury and succeed. Derrick Rose had that MVP season. It was just impressive. Um, I, I do think that if Rose had stayed healthy, the Bulls would have a championship by now. I think that team with Thibodeau, with Dang, with Noah, with Boozer was good enough to succeed and was good enough to to beat LeBron and them, LeBron and the Cavs eventually or Miami, whatever it was that at that time. He had to go through LeBron regardless. Yeah, it was Miami. I do think they had the pieces and the and the players in order to beat that Bulls team. I mean, in order to beat that Heat team. But that's here and over there. Um, Derrick Rose has had an impressive first week. He had a 30-point game. He had a couple of 20-point uh, game. And all double-figure game, double figure scoring games and some pretty good assist games. Um Derrick Rose is in, in in a place where there's not much expectation for Detroit. So he can come off the bench with a great coach and Dwayne Casey and do the things he needs to do to get himself fully, fully back to where he used to be. He's never going to be the same, but he's he can always <coughs> still go out there and play and be impressive and be the D. Rose that... Everybody's used to seeing. Um, we're used to seeing Derrick Rose get to the rim. Derrick Rose finish. Derrick Rose shoot a lot of free throws, and hit hit a occasional three points here and there. The mid range was impressive when he was in Chicago, but in Detroit he can go out there with freedom, uh, play the backup position to Reggie Jackson, <clears throat> play with some guys like Drummond and Blake Griffin, who he can. Uh, who he can take under his tutelage, and they can be a pretty a pretty decent team. I don't expect Detroit to make the finals. I don't de- expect Detroit to make the Eastern Conference Finals, but I do think that Detroit in the playoffs can put some scare in some teams, and I do think that they can do a little something in the playoffs. And, and when you get to the playoffs, you just never know. Like, anybody, once that ball tips from game one of the NBA playoffs, it's a new season. All you got to do is get there and get there healthy. And once you get there, anything can happen. Um, but nobody expects Detroit to get to the finals or the Eastern Conference finals. So there's no pressure on Derrick Rose. And we seen that last year when he was in Minnesota. There was no pressure on him. And he was able to go out there and do the things he needed to do to succeed. And and look like kind of look like the old Derrick Rose when he was in Chicago. Um, coming off two in, coming off knee injuries, you're never gonna be a hundred percent the same player, 
But to see him get back on track and to see him still go out there and, and scoring 30 and scoring 20 plus, um, that's very impressive. Um, to see stories like that as a sports fan, you have to be excited. You have to cheer him on and you have to, whether you like him or not, you have to love the story and you have... And you have to be be excited and hope he succeeds. And I, I I've always been a Derrick Rose fan. I'm not the biggest Rose fan. Like that's not my favorite player. But I'm excited to see good sports. I'm I'm excited to see players healthy. I'm excited to see players succeed. I don't want to see no players not succeed in professional sports. I'm a, I love sports. Um, I've always followed sports. I've played sports. And multiple sports, and I've I've loved when athletes get the chance to the best chance to succeed and don't have injuries, and teams get the best out of play, get the most out of players, um, their their best players, any player. I don't like to see no injuries from any player. I want all teams to be healthy. Um, I want all teams to get a chance to succeed. But when you have a special talent like Derrick Rose coming out of high school, coming out of college, coming out of Memphis that year, he took his team to the national championship. And to see him put together that MVP season so early and just be so explosive, um, you get excited for that. And you want to see what the future holds. Injuries have just derailed Derrick Rose. Like He's it's taking three steps back from what he wanted to be in his career. And it's just hard to see. So, for the rest of the season, I want to track and see how uh, Detroit does. Um, I'm expecting them to make the playoffs. I'm not expecting them to go far in the playoffs. But I do expect Detroit to be a playoff team with players like Drummond and D-Rose and Reggie Jackson and shooters like Luke Kennard. They added the Morris twin, Marcus Morris. I mean, Markeith Morris. So, they've got some good pieces. I don't know if that's a championship team. And they got a, a veteran veteran head coach and Dwayne Casey, who's shown he's a winner. Um, but it's going to be interesting, and it's and it's very exciting to see Derrick Rose uh, bounce back from injury and, and bounce back and do the things that he's capable of doing on that basketball court. So, Derrick Rose, shout out to you. If you ever come across this, um, I, I, a special shout out to you, and I hope you continue to succeed and do the things that you were doing years ago when you were on the Bulls. <clears throat> um, the next thing we're going to get into is the Cleveland Browns. What's wrong with the Cleveland Browns? That's the million-dollar question right now. Um, the Browns at 2-5, and five, they've struggled. Baker Mayfield has struggled. Odell has struggled. Uh, Jarvis Landry has struggled. Njoku's been out for the season. Nick Chubb has played pretty well. The defense has definitely struggled. But I think the biggest problem is the O-line. Um, when the Browns went out and got these players and drafted these players, these free agents, these big time free agents and drafted these players, um, they didn't stabilize their O-line. They didn't do the things that it takes to become a successful football team. Um, you got these names, but, uh, a lot of, everybody knows that in football, building around names doesn't, uh, win you a championship. It's a team sport. It's more of a team sport than anything. It's more schemes than anything. It's more personnel. It's more coaching. And it's more film. So them adding Odell with Jarvis Landry 
Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Sheldon Richardson, yeah, Olivier Vernon. The names look great on paper, but as we know in football, on paper does not win you championships. And very rarely do you see on paper win you championships. Um, it's more about the scheme. It's all about. It's more about the coaching staff. It's all more about uh, the preparation you 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 bring to the game, and the things you, the things it takes to be that. Those are the main things it takes to be a successful football team. So, for the Browns, um, it is definitely a disappointment. There were people that were crowning them the division winners in the AFC North over the Ravens and the Steelers. There were people that were crowning them AFC to go to the AFC Championship. There were some even there were even some people putting them in Super Bowl talks. Um, I I never was one to put them in Super Bowl talks. I did think the Browns would be a little better. I did think that it would be a playoff team, and I did say they would win the division, but they've disappointed me. And two and five is not at all impressive. I do think they'll win this week against Denver, who doesn't have their starting quarterback. They'll be starting a backup. Even though Joe Flacco's not impressive, um, he is a starting quarterback in our league. But that's here and there. I, I, I'm I'm shocked to see that the Browns are at two and five. Um, I, I could tell I could tell you here first that I didn't expect the Browns to be two and five. Um, I'm not gonna shy away from that. Um, I I wasn't crowning them no AFC champions or none of that, no Super Bowl contention. But I did have the Browns going to the playoffs and winning the division. Season's not over, but when you when you put together these names, um, like I said, I don't expect you to win a championship, but I do expect teams to be pretty good and went maybe with a, a a better record to start the season and more in contention for the playoffs. Um, I didn't really understand the hire of Freddie Kitchens because he was a coach that doesn't have any uh, head coaching experience. And it seemed like the Browns were putting together a team to win right away. Not a, They weren't in the rebuilding stage. So to bring in a, a new coach that hasn't really done anything as a head coach, it, it was shocking. It was mind-boggling. I do think they should have went after Mike McCarthy uh, a Super Bowl winner and a successful coach in Green Bay um, who who did the little things to win. But if you were building to win right away and you were building to bring in these big names, um, it didn't seem like this was going to be a rebuilding year for the Browns. It seems like they were going all out. They were putting together these t- these talented pieces and they were trying to win now. So, and Baker Mayfield is taking a step back. He hasn't played well at all. Six touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That, that's terrible as a quarterback. Um, his yardage is decent. He was always a hitter. Baker Mayfield was always a hitter, Mr. Me. He, he, he can create. He can make big plays. But he makes a lot of mistakes. Um, he's definitely in that uh, sophomore slump this year. And I hope for the rest of the season that he can take that next step. And I hope that... Next year, he can take that next step. And I hope that the Browns will be able to maximize their talent for the rest of the year and give us the reason to believe that they still have a chance to do some big things this season. But so far for the, for the season, for the Cleveland Browns, it, it's, been, it's been a bad year. It hasn't been a good year. They, ha- they haven't really shown me much. Not playing well on defense. They're not blocking. Special teams is not great. 
quarterback play has been terrible. And Odell hasn't really impressed me the last couple years. He hasn't. There's there's still people claiming that Odell is a top five play, a top three receiver, but they're basing it off potential. And and when is it when is it time to for players for a player like him to produce and forget about the potential and just go out there and do the things he needs to do succeed. Um, it was always Eli Manning was his quarterback. Now he's got a pretty good quarterback. And he's he's still not doing he's still not being Odell. He still hasn't impressed me. Um, he hasn't shown me much this year. But I, I do think he'll get back on track. I do think the Browns will get back on track this week. I do think they'll do some good things this week. And I'm hoping to see the Browns win some games this year. Season's not over. It's only they're only two and five. It's only seven weeks through the season. But as you know. As teams start to win and you start to lose, you start to fall back too far behind, and then it's it's on to the next season. <clears throat> You're getting ready for the off season and doing some things to get better in the off season. But Baker Mayfield has to play a little better. <clears throat> they didn't surround him uh, with with much talent on the O line, but <clears throat> as a quarterback uh, and as a franchise, they've got to know that <clears throat> when you had all these, when you have all these good pieces. Uh, defense and O-line is the position that <clears throat> in order for you to win a championship, you need to be the most successful at. And we haven't seen that with the Cleveland Browns this year. We haven't seen the small things. And, and maybe they can fix these things and maybe they can get these things done. But so far, we through the first seven weeks, uh, the Browns have, have definitely been a disappointment and definitely have been a no-show. <clears throat> so... The Browns are going to be a team on my radar that at the end of the season, I'm going to have another reaction to how they did and how they played. And I'm going to be looking forward to see the the steps they take in order to be successful as a team and what Freddie Kitchens does. Do they keep him? Do they get rid of him? And how Baker Mayfield plays. Um, He did a lot of talking this offseason, and his play hasn't really backed it up. So for the Cleveland Browns, they're on my radar. Um. Derek Rose on my radar, and R.J. Barrett has always been on my radar as one who who will become a superstar player in the future. But uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the TWC Podcast. Um, uh, I want to thank everybody who's shown support, everybody who's shown love, everybody who joins in on the live. Um, Tomorrow, I got another episode with uh, BD again. And I got uh, another uh, guest coming in, Jalen Wheeler. Um, we're going to start some things up tomorrow. We're going to talk about some college basketball, um, some NFL, some uh, NBA talk. Um, just have a little dialect. So they'll be on the show tomorrow, 6 p.m. Everybody tune into my IG live tomorrow as well. Um, we got some special things brewing for y'all. We got some some hot topics brewing for y'all. College basketball right around the corner. Oh, we're going to also get into some college football as well. So we're going to discuss it all tomorrow at 6 p.m. Um, here on the TWC podcast. But again, I want to give a special shout out to Reaction Media for always holding it down. Uh, Butter, always holding it down at uh, Reaction Media, doing some big things. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Christmas Poppy again. But uh, thank everybody for tuning in again to the TWC podcast. 
Um, I'm gonna end y'all on this Christmas pop. You don't know, but I hope y'all have a nice. I hope y'all have a nice day, and I'll see y'all tomorrow on a check-in one. Christmas from the set, on this speech he just snapped, but I know it's all